welcome to Pussy Power Hour. We're your hosts. I'm Eva Vicky. And I'm Evelyn Sparks. We are two sex, love, and relationship coaches dedicated to empowering you to live your most authentic, desirable, and pleasure-filled life. Our perspectives are formed through the privileged lens of our lived experiences as two white, mostly cis, able-bodied women. We believe a world of true sexual freedom, liberation, and empowerment is inclusive and celebratory of all individuals. We strive to make these conversations as inclusive and informed as possible. We are always open to receiving any feedback for ways in which we can improve and make this a safer space for you. Take what feels good, leave the rest. Our conversations will be authentic and vulnerable with no topic off limits. We believe there are many expressions of what it means to be empowered in your sexuality, and we hope the perspectives we share are refreshing, inspiring, thought-provoking, and well, pussy-tingling. We are so turned on to be in your ears right now. So without further ado, let's dive in as we open the doors into Pussy Power Hour. To another episode of Pussy Power Hour. Um, so excited to be here. And today we're going to be talking about one of Eva and I's favorite topics, which is sisterhood. And we wanted to make a little disclaimer before the episode that the concept of sisterhood can involve any person of any gender. In this episode specifically, we will be referring to sisterhood including all people but specifically we're going to be discussing women and femmes but we want you to know that if you don't fit into a women and femme category sisterhood can still be for you and the sisterhood wounding and conscious sisterhood are concepts that really apply to any type of relationship with any gender so we just wanted to start the episode with that disclaimer that we are here to empower and celebrate relationships between all types of people and all types of genders. And we're so glad that you're here. Mm, Yes, that was so important to say and share before we begin. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's dive the fuck in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where do we begin? Because it's massive. Um, Let's, I guess, start with um either our own personal experiences or like examples of it let's start with examples because i feel like then that'll just show perfectly why our experiences were Mm -hmm. wounded um sisterhood yeah yes perfect so um i guess well i posted on my story like a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. about it um and with some examples so we could just start from that list um and elaborate on a few yeah of let's them. go for it so sisterhood wounding can look like jealousy scarcity mindset so feeling that someone's something will take away from your mm-hmm. own for example their beauty their radiance their sexual expression um their success mm-hmm. Feeling in competition to other women and femmes. 
um, bitching behind each other's backs, which I'm sure majority of people can relate to. Especially if you're Gemini's um, like Eva and I are. <laughs> <laughs> um, fighting over men or, or like potential romantic partners. So we see this very perfectly on The Bachelor if you watch that. Um, so that's a typical example of sisterhood wounding. And what I want to elaborate on here is that like that show profits off yeah. that. If you analyze and sort of like um, think carefully, carefully about how The Bachelor is like edited and um, structured, it's when you see the ads for that show specifically, it's always about the women like fighting with each other and, you know, having like beef and that's what gets views. That's what gets money for the show. And so like that's this system that we live in, which is capitalist and patriarchal, it profits over the sisterhood wound. It profits over women being in competition to one another. So that's a really like important thing. Do you want to elaborate more on that, Evelyn? Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting, too, in that example, because I know like behind the scenes of reality shows like that, the producers egg them on. They encourage the fighting because that's what we pay for. Mm. Um, and that's what people want to see. And it it raises the question, like, why do we want to see that? Why do we find so much entertainment mm. value in people tearing each other down with these deep like inner sisterhood and other mm. patriarchal woundings um yeah it just sets a really bad mm. um example and I know I was really obsessed with reality tv growing up and I was really obsessed with this book series called The Click and it was just all about like mean girls I was like really into that trope for whatever reason mm. and it's like teaches us um you know teaches us by example and and teaches people to be really kind of numb to that behavior and laugh at it and yeah mm, yeah isn't there one literally called mean girls there's a movie called mean girls yeah yeah also the other thing here we're not saying like you're a bad person if you enjoy that sort mm -hmm. of stuff it's entertainment at the end of the day and most people will find it entertaining to watch and engage with. And that's okay because that's how we've been fucking programmed. Mm -hmm. So there's no shame um, if you do watch those sort of things and you do engage in that sort of stuff. In full transparency, I still watch The Bachelor. <laughs> like, And we're having this conversation because we're not perfect around the sisterhood wounds. Like we've actively shown up for it and worked around it and it still comes up mm -hmm. on a daily basis and so it's a constant thing that um yeah that is that we can be mindful to be working on and yeah there's no shame um if you still have sisterhood wounds um which pretty much majority of us will um i don't know a single person who doesn't have perfectly clean sisterhood wound it's just because of the the culture and the society that we live in that is why we have it um yeah beautiful yeah you're so right I mean 
the sisterhood wound is basically just just this deep like this deep cut and like separateness from kind of this like divine female and femme and people like friendship that can happen when we can love each other unconditionally like not necessarily like accepting toxic behaviors or hanging out with someone who drains you but loving unconditionally the human aspect in those around you um and if that sisterhood wound was like perfect and healed like this non-existent um person that we speak of that could look like you know, just fully supporting others around you, feeling so self-assured, feeling not in competition, knowing that there's enough to go around, building each other Mm. up, not gossiping behind one Mm. another's backs, being able to communicate openly when any reactive situation occurs, being able to set boundaries, Mm. being able to respect boundaries that are given to you. Um, just kind of all of these pieces and they're hard I mean Eva and I like pride ourselves on our communication as friends and like just the other day I was like hey this thing that you were talking about triggered me and like we have to like like I feel like when you're working on your sisterhood wound more hard conversations come up because instead of repressing feelings that everyone gets when they feel Mm. jealous or hurt or whatever um you bring it to the forefront there's a lot more talking that goes Mm -hmm. into it and I think that's what turns people away from deciding to work on it is they're like oh shit I'm not confrontational I don't want to have to communicate that's hard but it's also hard to fucking repress your feelings and then resent your friends (laughs) over time Mm. (laughs) god so beautifully said yes And um, we were discussing this before we started recording. One of the really, really subtle ways in which the sisterhood wound appears is feeling that you can't have difficult conversations with your Mm -hmm. girlfriends or friends because um, of the potential risk that the friendship might, you know, be be broken and, and lost and not being able to be repaired. That's a super subtle way in which the sisterhood wound exists. And yeah, like you said, when you start to, to consciously work on it these conversations do happen more often and they have to be expressed rather than repressed yeah yeah and it's really different if you're in a friendship where the communication style begins to switch which it can happen um i've had two Mm. really close friendships um with women identifying people where we had kind of almost toxic like not very open communication for years and years and then we were able to switch and now there's really healthy communication and open honesty like it can Mm -hmm. happen and it can happen unintentionally like it doesn't have to well what I mean by that is that you don't have to sit down and say hey I'm feeling a sisterhood wound come up and I want to change the way we communicate in our relationship to this like you can just lead by example and the friendship can kind of follow suit Mm, yeah exactly yeah you can bring it up in like those two ways like you can just lead by example and if it feels right you can also um 
actively bring it up as a topic of conversation and use that um, topic and that area as a way of, to like bond slash become even closer mm. with one another and make the unconscious conscious. Um, so yeah, whatever just fits well and fits best for you and your friendship. I love that. That's so true. I mean, we really bond over like our common enemies, right? Like that's why it feels so good to gossip to connect with somebody is because it's like your mutual hate for something. So how about instead of gossiping, like turning it into like mutual hate of like, man, I fucking hate the patriarchy that made us feel like we have to be in constant competition with each other and there's never enough. Um, <laughs> and oh, like that can yeah. be your gossip. Yeah. And you can bond mm-hmm. over that. Um, and also if you still like go back into like the patterns of like bitching over other women, like that's okay too, as long as you're conscious of it and you know, see that that's your area of work um, to work on. And yeah, just having an awareness of it alone can just be life changing in and of itself. So, yeah, like we're not shaming you if you bitch behind other women's backs. We're not shaming you if you do any of these things. Um, it's just raising that awareness and bringing it to more and more people's attention that is the aim of this conversation today yeah yes because like I don't want to get all like off on a big tangent but like you know historically obviously women and femmes have always been oppressed I mean if you just look at like the witch trials or like just pick one historical Mm -hmm. event like people were being (laughs) oppressed and it wasn't men (laughs) you know it wasn't white men for sure um and <laughs> that's because women <laughs> women and femmes are fucking powerful together like the only mm. reason that we need men is sperm like honestly <laughs> like, i'm sorry but otherwise we're all good on our own um and we there's so much power to be had there and a lot of people believe you know that like in the witch trials or in these historical events where women were targeted um and usually pillaged and killed that it was because there was recognition Mm. of the power that was held there and therefore there was the need to suppress it um and that really Mm. carries with us in our dna and that you know we see that in like mainstream media so it's like why do we see all these shows where it's just like women tearing each other down and we're just like oh fuck yes to this like this is so much fun to watch um it's because it's just like all these subtle messaging of like we need to be in competition to win certain things rather than you know coming together and just recognizing our power i mean like if you look at like all the women-led countries have like the lowest covid rates and the lowest problems with covid i mean like women and femmes are just more powerful pick any situation filmmakers more powerful musicians more powerful like i feel really passionate about it but we're just we're being oppressed and one of the ways that we're being oppressed is by being taught to hate each other let me can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
So where do you feel like sisterhood wounding has showed up for you? Mm. Oh my God. So many, so many ways. And throughout every stage of my life, um, like since childhood in primary school, um, yeah, I remember feeling like the third friend, my first ever Mm. friend group, um, in like preschool. Um, it was a group of three, three, me and two other, two other girls. And, um, and yeah, it was like those two girls were like besties since birth. And I was like the third friend. And I always Mm. felt like, you know, the extra one or the left out one or, you know, so it's, it started since I was freaking four years old. So my earliest memory of it and, um, continued all the way throughout school. And, um, it was a particularly bad in middle school. Um, yeah, I remember like other girls, um, saying nasty things and being like, you're such a bitch and all this stuff. Like if there was one word and one title to give me throughout primary school, it was that I was the bitch and I am my, my memory is a bit blank now about it because it was, it's kind of like um, categorized as like traumatic, like socially traumatic. So I don't have lots of memories around. So yeah, it was just a lot of that throughout school and middle school and then when I went to I so I went to the same school for 10 years and then in my last three years of high school I went to a completely new school and it showed up again I was once again in a friend group it like the pattern repeated itself I was always the extra Mm -hmm. friend I feel like for many people um high school middle school like that's when it's really really Mm -hmm. bad and when it's super unconscious because you know we're young and we're not taught about these sort of things so it's not our faults, like why, why this stuff happens. So, um, yeah, it's, it always came for me. My sisterhood wound pattern is that like, I was like the extra person that they didn't want. Um, and it's happened like multiple times throughout my life. And it's the same as like relationships. Um, you know, like if you look at attachment styles and stuff, like you can be like securely attached or, or, anxiously attached or avoidantly attached and you can have those like same patterns like occur to you multiple times throughout your life Mm -hmm. in relationships so it's the same for the sisterhood wound you can have a similar sisterhood pattern um occur multiple times throughout your life um yeah wow thank you for sharing yeah that's so true because with our attachment style i mean we gain those when we're you know mostly zero to seven And then we have our lenses on. So anxious, avoidant, (laughs) or secure, usually not secure. And that's how we see the world. And so, of course, it affects all of our relationships. And especially because however you begin to feel, you're going to just be seeking out reasons to validate yourself um, in those feelings. And so, yeah. The patterns just repeat and repeat and repeat. Thank you for sharing again. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you for listening. And I want to reflect that question back to you. So how has the sisterhood wound shown up the most for you Mm. throughout life? I 
I'll explain a general feeling and then a specific situation. Um, So I think that my kind of sisterhood wounding that really came up was that I, I never felt super comfortable hanging out in groups of women and femmes. Like I felt like I was the kind of girl who's like the kind of person who was like, oh, I get along better with like men. Like I'm just like a, a boys, I'm a cool girl. Um, and I hung out with a lot of groups of, I dated a lot of long-term people. And so I would just spend time with their friends. And I felt like in those groups, I really fit in. Like I felt like I'm an attention seeking person. And so I could get attention and I felt really funny and I felt like smart and seen and like whatever. And then when I would get in groups of women and femmes, I always felt like I was like slightly off like I never felt super comfortable I felt like when I was hanging with a group of women and femmes like I would just feel like I was like the other kind of like you were saying like I would just feel like oh like I feel like something about me is like more kind of like masculine or more solar and like that kind of energy and it just Mm -hmm. felt like I wasn't fitting in like I felt like everyone else had this like similar quality about them that I didn't have and like when I would go out dancing with groups of women and femmes I would feel like wow they all look so sexy like they all know how to dance and like I could see them getting attention and being stared at and I was like I feel like I'm not getting that attention like what's wrong with me and I just felt like very like uncomfortable um And it reminded me, as you were speaking, of my first year of college living in a dorm. And it was like an apartment with three other um, women. And one of them really didn't like me. And they all liked each other. And they weren't even all friends before. I don't know what, I don't know what was different about me, but she really bullied me. Um, And like one day I had to go to the ER. I was having a lot of health problems and I had left some dishes in the sink um, to wash when I got home. And when I came home, she had left sticky notes all over the kitchen that said like, you dirty bitch, like we're not your mother. Like (sighs) you're so selfish. How fucking dare you? Like really horrible stuff. And I actually left school because of that, um, and moved home. Um, cause I didn't feel safe there anymore. And I felt like they were all getting along I would come back and they would all be laughing and like watching stuff and I just felt so like awkward I was like what's different about me why am I not um you know fitting in here so that's kind of how I feel like the sisterhood wound has showed up for me is just feeling like something's different about me in a bad way in this in these group settings um and really that lack mindset of like there's not enough attention or laughter or like supportiveness or whatever to go around like I'm always going to be left out um yeah which is so it's so Mm. interesting to reflect back on those situations um and notice how notice how those wounds just like you said they just tend to repeat themselves um yeah yeah I feel complete in that Mm -hmm. Mm. thank you so much for sharing yeah there's so many versions of the sisterhood wound um these are just you know 
two blueprints slash templates of it that we've shared there are so many others that can happen and yeah thank you so much for sharing and yeah like our experiences are very different but not one is more valid than the other they're both just as valid and both just as painful and Mm. yeah (sighs) yeah it's funny because you know I've heard that story from you but for some reason I never I didn't really even think about mine I guess I was just kind of repressing that um, situation and feeling away because it's really hurtful yeah I'm curious now like what's a situation or a moment or something where you felt like really deep conscious sisterhood like a really beautiful just like balm for those (laughs) wounds if there is like a situation that you can remember I feel like our friendship in general (laughs) don't want to be like cheesy or like corny over here but it's (laughs) I'm all just kiss my ass right now please (laughs) no our sister like our sisterhood slash our friendship Um, has been like extremely healing for that I think one of the most common things that comes up um, in in conscious healthy sisterhood is like a a shock it's like oh my god like I can be all of me and I can still be loved what like it's almost like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's 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 so it feels so foreign um but it's such a beautiful feeling like (laughs) and um so yeah definitely our friendship's been one of them um that's been a huge balm to the sisterhood wound (sighs) and just other friendships that I have in my life um I've never been that person that has had big friend groups um Mm -hmm. that's probably a sisterhood wound as well like I've me neither I've never been like in a group of like 10 women and everyone gets along with each other and loves each other like it's I've never had that experience I've always been someone that has like two or three very close friends um and now I feel like all those like two or three close friends I had over the years it's now accumulated to like 20 or 30 close girlfriends um Mm-hmm. who I know I can absolutely like tell anything to um and they all have like their own unique uh, sort of flavor and essence and I know if I have something going on in my life around this particular thing I, I can go to this friend about it and um yes yeah, so that's I feel like the 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 few which are now becoming many um safe friendships I've had with other women and femmes um those have been the bombs and like the healing places mm. for me so much. And um, also another example is um, I went to this thing where it was like a women's circle um, and we would like um, <clears throat> and we would like gather a few times a week and do embodiment stuff and um drop in and share and be really vulnerable in the circle and that was incredibly healing because that was a group setting it was no longer just like okay Mm. i can only have healthy sisterhood with one or two other people at a time it's like i can have that in a group and that was incredibly healing as well 
and I made friends from there too. So those were like some moments and examples that I can share here without disclosing names and all that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, I mean, one specific came to mind, um, which was Eva was giving me a little coach and sesh because we trade sometimes. Um, and I was doing like an embodiment breath work that was like this really kind of like it became like a very like sensual sexual kind of breath work and it was so brought up so much in me at the time because we were on zoom and I was like oh my god like I'm like moaning and like breathing and like writhing like it was a very like explicit almost experience um to watch and so I was like oh my god like this is like too much because like I in those like sisterhood wounds I always just felt like my sexuality didn't fit in because it didn't seem to look like the people that I was hanging out with um and she just like right when I was having those thoughts she was like beautiful like keep going keep breathing and so that was a really powerful experience for me I even wrote a post about it a while back um just being witnessed and like oh my god I can be witnessed in like my sexual glory and that's safe and I'm still loved um in that friendship and that was really powerful um and then another is um having uh these friendships that I've had since childhood where we've been friends for like 14 plus years one of them like 18 years and we've continued to evolve our friendship into a really healthy beautiful um style I guess of of like open communication and beautiful boundary setting and respecting and really celebrating each other's individual individuality and each other's growth and letting go of expectations and shoulds for each other and that feels mm. pretty incredible. Um, you know, I don't need to just meet some like beautiful spiritual friend who lives in Australia to like have this like <laughs> wonderful connection. Like it can be people who I've known pretty much my whole life um, mm. because we worked on it and made that happen. And so having those um, friendships really kind of gives me hope for like okay I know what this can feel like and I know how to begin cultivating this and it doesn't seem so like before I just kind of ignored those wounds and was just like oh that's just how I am like I'm just like fucked up in this way like whatever but now it's like I have a game plan I'm like okay I have clarity about what this is and I know conceptually how I could go about healing those those connective mm. issues Oh, thank you for sharing yeah it's possible and it's real and it can happen and yeah I feel like when we do come across like healthy sisterhood it is so soothing mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes there's no words for it actually and yeah I'm glad that that breathwork session like impacted you so much in that way thank you for like sharing that again <laughs> with me 
Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this episode, we went into it talking about what we wanted to discuss and like advice kind of lecturing pieces weren't really one of them because the sisterhood wound runs so deep and we basically just wanted to bring clarity and um, just like our own intimate experience to share with you to offer you a chance of like self-reflection if you're someone who Mm -hmm. identifies as having sisterhood friendships just looking at you know do you find resonance in our stories and our experiences do you find resonance in you know the list of wounds that we shared and just kind of taking some time to reflect on your friendships and um, feelings Mm. that come up for you and what feels reactive and exploring that within yourself Mm -hmm. yeah today's episode we just wanted to bring it to your awareness and more people's awareness and just to have something to think about and reflect on um yeah we didn't feel like advice for this episode was necessary um sometimes just sharing stories and experiences alone can be um incredibly powerful and provoke deep thought so Mm. yeah that's what we're gonna share on it today um and we also have a Facebook group, which we've called Conscious Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And in there, we are going to be exploring ways in which you can communicate with other sisters and women and femmes in a healthy, conscious way that yeah builds each other up and celebrates each other um, and is like super nourishing and supportive and celebratory and yeah beautiful and healthy and all the nice things um which is hard to find sometimes so yeah that group is available um yeah yeah you can find it we have it linked in both of our instagram bios um and yeah we just want to foster our i mean our biggest thing and i'm sure if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast you know this is breaking taboos and bringing safety to bringing safety to our shadows and offering a judgment-free mm-hmm. space to explore yourself and the depths of your humanity and in the depths of my humanity is a lot of jealousy and sisterhood wounding and like all of this stuff and you know we just want to honor and recognize all parts of you as just divine but Operating Mm. from those places doesn't necessarily lead to the most fulfilling relationships. And yeah, we want to be able to offer a space in our Facebook group to just kind of explore what could be and how things could just be a little bit different to be more supportive. Mm, Exactly that. Yeah, what it could be. And yeah, just feeling that as a reality to yourself in your nervous system in your mind, body, emotions, all mm-hmm. of that, um, that this can exist and you can experience it and it's out there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you if you'd like to message either of us or message the podcast Instagram. Maybe what this episode brought up for you, if you recognized yourself and our stories in these wounds, if you have a story that you'd love to share, we'd love to just hold some space to witness you 
um, and celebrate mm. your share and your vulnerability. And we just thank yeah. you for tuning in and listening to what we have to say and for going on this journey with us together. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate every single message we get. Yes. We always message each other and we're like, oh my God, like this person messaged this. And um, yeah, it really means a lot to us and we love every message we get. And um, yeah, we're just here. And thank you for like tuning in all the time if you have been. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to share this on the podcast, but we have like over how many views now? We have like from four episodes. almost 800 listens. Yeah, that's almost like 200 listens per episode, which is yeah. massive to what we were expecting. Um, so we're just really happy. Like whoever like tunes in, if you're a woman or a femme or even a man, like I know there's probably some men on here that listen to this. So um, just thank you for whoever you are, no matter your gender, like just for tuning in and listening to what we have to say and being on this journey. It's like, it really brings a huge smile I to know. our faces. Like we're both smiling in the Zoom camera right now. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like people normally have these at like episode 100 or something, but we're just like episode five, like let's get all mushy and sensitive. Like we just love you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we're just, yeah, so happy to be here and to share. So thank you for being here with us. Mm. Does that feel complete for you? Yeah, that feels complete. Wonderful. Then we will see you all in our next episode of Pussy Power Hour. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pussy Power Hour. If this got your pussy pulsating, tingling, and activated like ours, we'd love for you to share this on your story and tag us on Instagram so that we can personally thank you. As always, you can reach out to us with any questions or requests for the podcast. And if you're interested in working with either of us one-on-one, -on -one, you can DM us or apply directly on our websites. Sending you so much love and we can't wait to tune in with you next time. Mwah.